0: Good morning. This is Coach Shelby with Coach for Christ, and I've got a word for you today. Are you denying Christ? In the book of John, chapter 18, we see the account of where Jesus had spoken to Peter after he acknowledged by the power of the Spirit of God that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. This was revealed to him by the Father in heaven to Peter that who Jesus was, the son of the living God, and upon this rock being Jesus Christ, the rock of our salvation, that he would build his church and that the gates of hell would not prevail. And even the name Peter, which was given by Jesus to him, Simon Bar-Jonah, a piece of the rock, he would become a piece of the rock, a part of Jesus Christ. But still in his own humanity, Jesus told him that Peter would deny him three times before the rooster crew. Now, this was the, the arrest of Jesus Christ, you know, leading to the crucifixion. I won't take the time to reteach the things, uh, the elementary principles of what the children of God should already know. But Peter had boasted and said how he would die with the Lord and all of these things. And you know, the account where he drew the sword and cut off the soldier's ear when Jesus was arrested, all these things, he showed some characteristics of being willing to fight. But your willingness to fight in the flesh will never prevail against the spiritual wickedness in high places. It'll never prevail against the plan of God. For God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, and he will not glory in your flesh. But in John 18 and verse 17, to to prove to you what I've spoken, where Jesus had denied the Lord after he had prophesied that he was the Christ, the son of the living God. Then says the young girl, the young woman that kept the door to Peter, are not you also one of the man's disciples? And he says, I am not. There's the first denial. Now, again, Jesus was arrested and he was taken in and uh, Peter had followed along and he was at the door and the young woman asked him if he was one of Jesus's disciples. And of course, you just heard Peter said, I'm not. And in verse 25, Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They were standing by a fire, apparently just uh, in the same vicinity. And it says, they said, therefore, to, to him, are not you also one of his disciples? And he denied it and said, I am not. There's number two. Now in verse 26, one of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, says, did not I see you in the garden with him? And Peter then denied him again. There's the third time in verse 27, actually 26, and then verse 27 says, Peter denied him again, and immediately the rooster crowed. It says actually the cock crew. So there was the proof. And there's when when Peter realized and and saw what Jesus, his Lord, had just told him was coming to pass. And so many times we're hard uh, on Peter and some of the, the people of the Bible. And when these stories are put here, these true actual events, they're here for us to examine ourselves and look at ourselves and see where we are. Now, I've looked at that many times and said, how how could I deny, if I were Peter, how could I deny the Christ who I walked with every day? But let me ask you a question. Are you denying Christ? Before we get up on our religious high horse, are you denying Christ? When we don't pray, when God said to pray without ceasing, are you denying Christ? Because right there is the first time you deny Christ. This is the best part in the first part of our day. Whoever drove their vehicle to another city without any gas. I said, God is not gas. He's not just a power source. He is the person of God. He is uh, the one who wants a relationship with you to walk with you. He is a counselor and a teacher and he comes in the form of the Holy Spirit, not another spirit. There are other spirits all about us, but he is the Holy Spirit. He is the just spirit. He is the spirit of Christ himself who comes to teach, counsel, and lead you. And when you don't pray, when you don't fellowship and spend time with him, you have just denied Christ. And this right here, sadly to say, this is a majority of what we call in America, the Americanized church, which may not be God's church. This is what we call being a Christian. When we don't study and let me give you another word for study. When we don't meditate, the Bible says study to show yourself approved. The Bible says in Joshua, meditate this book of the law continually. Let it not depart from you. Keep this word of God in your thinking processes at all time." And I know there's people out there that say, well, I just don't have time. My job requires this or my job requires that. But I'm here to tell you that, that you have as much time in the day as I have or anyone else. And you have a choice to make when you get up and you pray and you get in the word of God, take a word of God with you. I don't care if you got to write it on your arm or put it on a notepad or on a piece of paper and stick it in your pocket and pull it out several times a day to refresh your mind, to keep your thoughts on things above and not things beneath. And when you do this, this is called being a good steward of the word of God, setting your affections on things above. And I'm telling you, it's just like a farmer sowing a seed. It will bring forth a harvest, some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. When we compromise, whether it be in our jobs or our families, you have denied Christ. We never compromise the truth. There are those out there who are who are led by the spirit of Satan that will use the word of God to pervert and tell you that you must obey the governing authorities over you, Romans 13, but this passage in the Bible was intended for godly government to keep evil at bay, to keep evil away from God's people. But another thing I will tell you that the apostles not continue to preach the gospel even when they were beaten, imprisoned, and eventually beheaded or crucified or burned alive and lost their lives lies, they continued to preach Jesus Christ because the governing authority over them was Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, before any rules and regulations that you know today, brother and sister, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who believes not shall be damned. In the very first sign of the believers, they shall cast out demons." So when you're being told at your job, you can't preach the gospel, when you're being told at your job, that you can't have a Bible on your desk, when you have told yourself don't go there, don't bother with it, when you have shown a secret faith, you've shown who's in the governing authority over your life, my God, that's worthy of pausing and thinking on. That's a scary thought that I just gave you. There should be no light, no different than when Jesus said that no one lights a lamp and puts a blanket over it. They don't cover it up. They light a lamp that it may be seen. You see, I allow the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to shine in my life. I won't shut down. I won't back up. I won't go to the left or to the right, but straightway to the Lord Jesus Christ, as he has called each and every one of us to do. A coward will not inherit the kingdom of God. And the spirit of God is not a coward. So if you're surrendered to God and you've been crucified with Christ, you a dead man or a dead woman, why are you making the decisions? follow Jesus. Jesus always led straight into the war. He always led straight to where the demoniacs were. He always went to where somebody needed healing or demon cast out. He didn't shy away from it or take another route. He went through and they were all healed and set free. Lord God that called on the name of the Lord. It happened and it's still happening today. And yet we have the Americanized theology of Christianity, which is not God's word at all. This says that we're supposed to keep things in their proper place. Now the proper place is to step the light into the darkness and let all of it be exposed. And if you lose your job, praise God, God's got a better job. And if he don't have another job, then the ravens will come bring you something to eat. He'll take care of his own. He promised that a labor's worthy of his wages. We don't compromise to keep the peace in our families. For if you're trying to keep peace in your family, it's false peace if it's not the peace of Jesus Christ. We are peacemakers, which means sometimes there must be declared a war in your house against the things that God hates. For a house divided will not stand, the Bible says. We are not here to keep peace in family members. For what kind of love is it for a person that wants to keep a family member for 20 or 30 years and yet see them banished to the bowels of hell? Christian? Really? The family of God are those who cried out to Jesus Christ. This is the internal inheritance of God. These are my brothers and sisters, the ones that love Jesus. And if I've got someone in this flesh that I call family, then I say that I love and I am not going to be adamant and stand on the word of God and let the light shine in my home and in front of my family, then I can't really say that I love them. That's a lie. That's deception. That's a perverse type of love that you speak of. When our time is spent with worldly accomplishments and things that will be gone, these things are things that God may have put in your life, but they are a vehicle, not the destination. But when we use these things to be the destination of our life, that's where we put our heart. When these things happen, then you've identified exactly where you're at and where your walk is, and you have once again denied Christ. So when we're being hard on Peter, I want us to understand this. And as I minister this, As I speak this to you, I'm not speaking in condemnation. I'm speaking in love because I'd rather see you in heaven than in hell. You understand what I'm saying? We have all denied Christ daily. Most of us have denied Christ more than three times a day. And yet we're on Peter about denying Jesus. We should never deny Jesus in everything we do. Denial is is not saying I deny Jesus. Denial is not doing what God said to do. The Bible says real clearly, let me read to you if you'll turn with me to John. And we were just in John 18. Let's go to 21 and let's finish this lesson up. And in verse or I'm sorry, chapter 21, verse 15. When they had dined, Jesus says to Peter, "Now you're going to have to read the rest of it." They're out fishing. Jesus had died, rose from the dead, and he appears to them on the on the on the shore over there. He's ready to make some breakfast for them, whatever. Some of them recognized him, some of them recognized him in delay, and Peter puts on his coat and runs to him. All that you need to read, all that you need to understand it. But in verse 15, it's right here where Jesus says to Simon Peter, "Simon, son of Jonah." Love you more than these. And of course, he says, yes. And he says, feed my lambs. Jesus says, feed my lambs. And in verse 16, he says again a second time to Simon, son of Jonah, love you me. And of course, Peter says to him, yes, Lord. Yay, is what it says in the King James. You know that I love you. And he says to him, feed my sheep. And in verse 17, you know what Jesus is going to do? He's going to hit him a third time because Peter had just denied him three times a couple of chapters back. Do you remember that? What we just talked about? You see, Jesus may be asking some of us five or six or 10 or 20 times a day because we've denied him over and over within the day. But in verse 17, he says to him a third time, Simon, Simon, son of Jonah, love you me. And Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, love you me. And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus says to him, feed my sheep. Jesus is making a point. Do you love me? And I think God is making the same point in John 14, 15, when he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. That's God speaking. That's not man. That's God. And so I'm going to ask you right now, do you love me? And I'm talking from the, from the place of Jesus Christ, not, not Coach Shelby. Do you love me? Then why are you not praying? Do you love me? Why are you not? Why are you compromising my word? Do you love me? Why do you spend no time with me? Why do you not study and meditate this book of the law, the commandment, the word of God that I've given you? For I am the word, and my name is Jesus Christ, and I became flesh. John one fourteen. Why? Why do you compromise? Why do you place a 60,000, 70,000, 50,000, 80,000, 100,000, no matter what it is, it could be a million. Why do you place a value on your obedience to me? Because you won't talk about Jesus at work. You won't take your Bible to work. You spend your lunchtime doing mindless things instead of meditating, feeding on the manna from heaven. We sure won't miss any physical food, but we'll miss our soulish food. We'll miss eternal life. Why do you place a value on your soul? How much would it cost? Is it 60,000 a year? I know people who've given up their soul for their jobs and they think they're being obedient to God by keeping God out of their job because their job rejects Christ. And they say, well, brother, I gotta make a living. God calls me to take care of my family. No, God calls you to be one with his son, Jesus Christ. He calls you to reflect the glory of God. He calls you to go into all the world. He calls you to follow him. Deny yourself, deny yourself, Luke 9, 23. Pick up your cross and follow him. That means do what he says, obey his word by the power of the Holy Spirit, because you within your humanity will fail, but walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Do you love Jesus? Do you really love him? Then it's about time we get in the word of God and start obeying him. And we're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit because within our own humanity, as I said, you cannot. But a dead man doesn't make decisions. A dead man yield himself to another, even to Jesus Christ, that God will take you whithersoever he wants you to go. My brother and sister, do not deny Christ today. Take him with you everywhere you go in obedience to his commandment by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is Coach Shelby with Coach for Christ. Have a blessed day in Jesus' glorious mighty, mighty name.